Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Michael, and today we're talking about British, British English. Notice what I did there? So I, d- I didn't say British. I didn't say didn't. I said didn't British. So we're going to talk about this pronunciation feature today. And yes, I haven't really spoke about this before, but it's so common. I use it in pretty much every sentence. And it's an interesting one if you like British English. So let's talk about that one. Don't forget that if you want to try some free lessons from me and Level Up English, you can go to the link in this podcast description and sign up to some free lessons you can get by email. Or if you don't have the link, you can go to levelupenglish.school. And at the bottom of that page, there will be a sign up form that says, Want free lessons? So I've updated them now. So there's five brand new free lessons you could try from the Level Up English course. You can hear a private podcast from me. You can try some lessons in pronunciation, vocabulary. Got a few things over there like that. You can try one of the podcast transcripts as well. So have a look over there, sign up in the description for those free lessons and join my email community. And if you want more than that, if the free lessons are not enough for you, then of course you can just become a member at levelupenglish.school. There's a members button at the top of the page. And of course, that gives you access to all of the courses, transcripts, group classes with me, and many other things. So it's a great deal, and I hope to see you there. Let's get into the topic today, though, without any more delay. So what we're talking about today is the glottal stop. Glottal stop. And this is when we pronounce something like glottal as glottal. Glottal. So you can see we're kind of dropping that T in some way. It's a bit interesting. If you're looking at the phonetic alphabet, the symbol for this is a bit like a question mark without the point at the bottom. So if you ever look at the way a word is pronounced, you might see this one occasionally. But this is very, very common in British English. And essentially what we do, it's quite hard to explain, but we're closing the flow of air in the throat here. We're closing the air. So it's like a very short pause between two sounds where there's no air that's released from your lungs. It's really, really common, especially in fast speaking. It's not so common in American English. They don't really use it much. But in British English, it's very common when we speak quickly. And I would like to say right at the beginning here, you do not need to know this. I think it's important to understand it, but you do not need to use it. It's very possible to be a fluent speaker and never use a glottal stop. However, native speakers use it all the time, generally, and you will hear it a lot. Maybe be aware of it, but do not worry if you cannot use it. We'll come back to that more in a minute about using it yourself. A good example that people often talk about is in the phrase or the the sound, I suppose, the sound, uh uh-oh. 
right? We say this sound when there's like a problem, like, uh-oh, problem, like that. But in between, if you notice, uh-oh, uh-oh, there's a pause between those two sounds. And this is what we're doing here. We're closing off our throat. And you know that this is happening because if you stop in the middle, like, uh, and then you don't say the last bit, try to breathe when you've paused. It's impossible to breathe. And that is because your throat is closed. You cannot breathe. You go, uh-oh, uh-oh, right? So you try it yourself. If you can breathe in between, you're not doing it right. So keep practicing, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And your, your throat should be closed in between those two sounds. And then when you say the second part, you're pushing the air out, uh-oh. There's a push right from the back. So try to practice. I hope that is a good explanation that you can practice yourself. I think it's most commonly pronounced after a T, a T sound. At the end of a syllable, a syllable is like a sound or it could be a word. And when the next sound is a consonant, like B, G, K, D, one of these sounds. So think about the word for the country, Scotland. Scotland. Right now, I'm not saying a glottal stop. I'm saying Scotland. Scotland. But I don't know if you can notice, but it's quite difficult to go from the T to the L. Scotland. It's a lot for your mouth to do, T to L. So we often use the glottal stop to make things easier to pronounce. I would say Scotland. Scotland. So compare uh-oh, Scotland. It's the same thing happening here, that glottal stop. But also notice you cannot really hear the T sound. It's not Scotland, it's Scotland. Scotland. So you can say Scotland, but I've never really heard a native speaker say that, at least down here in the south of England. So have a go yourself and try to say Scotland. Scotland. You're not just removing the T, it's not Scotland. You're replacing the T with the glottal stop. Scotland, Scotland. Take some practice, so do not get frustrated if you cannot get it, because it's a difficult sound to make. Let's look at some more examples now. So like I said before, we had Britain or British, British, rather than British, British. Forgotten. Could be forgotten or forgotten. 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 Kitten. 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 So a lot of these you'll notice have the T sound and then end with an N. Like kitten. Forgotten. Britain. That's a very common pattern you'll notice here. How about this one? It's a bit different now. Cat flap. Cat flap. So I'm saying cat flap. But see, the first word ends in a T, the next is a consonant F. So rather than cat flap, we say cat flap. That's very common, cat flap. You cannot hear the T, can you? Cat flap. We often use it in phrases too, like in sentences when we're talking to people. So in a restaurant, they might ask me, how much sauce would you like? And I could say, just a little bit, please. 
And it's a little bit strange to say that. It's too formal. It sounds a bit too forced, really. So I would say, just a little bit, please. Or more slowly, just a little bit, please. I think I would say just with a T, just little. Rather than saying little, I would normally say little, little. Especially when talking to someone in public who also speaks English, little. And then really common, rather than saying bit, I would say bit. Just a little bit, please. Have a go yourself and say little bit, little bit. It's quite difficult, especially at the end of a word like bit. It's very common as well after but. You'll notice I say it all the time. If you listen to me talking today, I will say it without even realising. I will say but, but. Yeah, but, but. It's very rare that I will say but. It's not so common. So, yeah, here's another sentence that I made, which was, the cat is sat on the table. The cat is sat on the table. So notice here we've got cat is. So we've got a vowel after. So it doesn't always have to be a consonant. A cat is. We can say cat is. The cat is sat. Cat is sat. But usually if it's at the beginning of a word, we don't change anything. We don't say able. You, know, it's, you can't really put it there. It just has to be table. There's two ways to say this. It could be cat is sat on. The cat is sat on. Or with glottal stop. The cat is sat on. The cat is sat on. Confusing, isn't it? In the past, you know, maybe even not that long ago, just 20, 30, 40 years ago, I'm not sure. I wasn't alive that long ago. People used to consider this glottal stop as very improper. It's not correct English. So if you watch a news show from the 1970s or 60s, maybe, in BBC, they were always speaking much more properly, and they will say, yes, the butter is on the water, and things like that. But these days, the glottal stop is much more accepted, and everyone uses it, really. It is true that someone like the king, the king of England, may not use it as much. He's much more likely to say water than water, right? However, on more casual things, or even on news broadcasts, and people talking more formally. It's very, very common, right? We, we use it all the time. So it's not that weird anymore. It is used differently all over the UK. So don't worry too much about learning the rules because there aren't really any rules that you can learn consistently. It's different depending on where you go. But if you spend enough time listening to English and talking to native speakers, you will pick it up gradually. So don't worry too much, it takes time. So a quick summary here, like if you never use a glottal stop, you never use one, you might sound a bit too formal in some situations. If you say, could I have a little bit, please? It's not bad, but it might be too formal. If you always use it, I've also seen English learners use it too much, and it might sound too casual. For me, for my personal preference, I quite like to sound at least a little bit educated because I think the 
the more you use glottal stops, it can sound like you're a bit uneducated if you overuse them sometimes. That's not really my opinion. That's just how it is. That's how people react to that. So in my preference, I would usually say a glottal stop with a word like but, B-U-T, but. But I wouldn't usually use it for butter. My friends do. I've got friends who say butter. But to me, that's just a bit too far. So I say, but I would like some butter. I think butter sounds nicer, but I did it again, right? But, but is harder to say, I find in conversation when you're not really thinking about it because you don't really think about these words so much. I find it also depends on who you're with though. It's really interesting. If I'm speaking to my grandma, I will say, could I have some water please? If I'm speaking to someone who's a bit younger than me, maybe I want to impress them, I want them to think I'm cool, I might say, oh, give us some water, mate. Give us some water. Right? So we we change the way we speak unknowingly sometimes to fit in with different people. And it's very interesting once you actually become aware of what you're doing. It's quite strange. But yeah, just I want to say finally, remember the aim of language learning is to be understood and to understand other people. So even if you talk fluently, you do not need to use a glottal stop. As long as people can understand you, that is fine. And I do think having an accent is almost like a cheat code. Like If people hear you have an accent from another country, you're not expected to speak in the same way. So even if you don't use a glottal stop, it's fine if you have an accent because I guess it's just what is expected of you, right? And if you have a very strong accent and you use a glottal stop, sometimes that can sound a bit strange as well. So I think it's important not to force anything that doesn't feel natural for you. It will come with time, but don't try to use it too much before before you're ready. I think that's my advice, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, as I said before, if you, for example, went to a job interview and you said uh, butter, water, British, then I think it can give the impression that you're not super educated. So again, you need to change your way of speaking depending on who you're with. If you want to leave a good impression for your future boss, you would want to say water and British and things like that. It does make a difference. People do judge you based on how you speak. It's a natural thing that no one can get away from. So I think I'm going to leave it here, maybe finish a little bit early today, because speaking of speaking, (laughs) talking about speaking, my throat is feeling a bit dry now, so I don't want to wear myself out. But I've got a quote here that is very interesting and related to this topic from David Crystal, who said, It's often thought that the only function of pronunciation is to facilitate intelligibility, but it is also there to express personal or group identity. So this is exactly what I said before, really. And in simple words, he's saying, people often say pronunciation is just to be understood. However, it's also used to show your identity. So people use pronunciation to fit in with a group or to express themselves as well. It's so much more than just sounding clear in your words. So it's not necessarily a right or wrong when it comes to things like a glottal stop. You can use 
what you want, I would say. But if you want more on this, I would recommend YouTube. There's some great videos on YouTube that I have seen myself. If you just type in glottal stop, there's some great lessons there that you could try. And yeah, hope that's useful for you. So if you like this episode on pronunciation, let me know and I can do more perhaps. But for now, I'll leave you with that. So thank you very much for listening or watching and I will see you in the next episode for something very special, I'm sure. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.